This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. A good Sunday morning, and welcome to the Community Roundtable. I'm Kelly Finley. If you've never heard the show, welcome aboard. And if you have, you know what you're in store for. You're going to find out about great events that are coming up, organizations that are really being impactful in such a positive way, and just wonderful people doing good works. That's what it's about. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you who they're with, and then we get right to the conversation at hand. Good morning. Good morning. So my name is Katie Noletto-Fellis. Um, I am the chairperson for the Mobile Bay Walk to End Alzheimer's. This is something, and welcome, first Thank of you. all. You're welcome. This is something that is touching many families at different times, or maybe not at all yet. And you're really going to come on and talk about the walk as to how we can get involved, but the backstory of why this should be so important to people. Well, there are currently in America 6 million people living with this disease. And a lot of people um, out there don't really realize how much it impacts a person's life and a caregiver's life, someone who cares for a person living with Alzheimer's, and not just Alzheimer's. Um, that figure, 6 million people, doesn't even include early-onset dementias, um, other types of dementias that have affected other people as well. So I I really want to get the word out there that this is a thing, and it is going on, and it really does have an impact. So there are specific months set aside, um, you know, we've got 12 months, and we always hear about different causes. Which month, what colors do we need to know about, and how can we get involved now? Well, November is the national um, month for Alzheimer's disease, and the color is purple. And I feel like I was meant to be an advocate for Alzheimer's because purple has always been one of my favorite colors, so I do not mind wearing purple everywhere and um, showing my support for ending Alzheimer's. I love that. And purple is my favorite color, too. So clearly we're sisters. (laughs) (laughs) We're connected. But that's what it's about. It's about connecting people to good information, networking when it comes to helping to maybe um, bring positivity to families who maybe aren't feeling that right now. And again, I think this is one of those deals where you really understand Alzheimer's if it has directly impacted your family. Yes. It hasn't impacted your family. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, um, Alzheimer's has been a part of my life for a quite a while. Um, I remember hearing about it when I was younger, you know, oh, that great aunt had memory problems. Oh, that great uncle, that cousin, you know, some someone in my family has always been kind of discussing it. And I used to say it was old timers, you know, everyone gets Everybody that mixed up, but it's <laughs> Alzheimer's. Um, but when I was in high school, my grandfather started showing some symptoms. Um, and unfortunately, he died suddenly. But then my grandmother, his wife started exhibiting symptoms. And she just passed away in 2020. In the middle of COVID and everything, she had been dealing with the disease about 10 years. Um, and also my mother has it now. Wow. So it's been in my family and it's very, very personal and very, very close to me 
because I'm actually helping my father but what take a, care of her. But what a blessing you are. And I know your parents know this. I know your grandparents knew this, that you're not just saying, you know, oh, no, this is impacting our family. You're wanting to do something from a legacy standpoint. Like you're, you're going to be part of the solution. Yes. And that is why I jumped in headfirst with the <laughs> Alzheimer's Association. Uh, sign me up. I want to do what I can because this needs to end. Tell us a little bit about um, the association because, um, you know, I've seen different walks before and I've also obviously told you my personal side of it. But I don't think many people may not know the mission or, um, you know, they know the purpose, but the mission of the Alzheimer's Association. Well, the Alzheimer's Association is an, it's a national association. Um, it funds research uh, for ending the disease, research for pharmaceutical companies, um, studies about the effects of the disease. But um, outside of that research, it also provides a safe place for people to discuss, like what we're doing right now, forums. Uh, there are online forums on the Alzheimer's website. There is um, a way for you to search for in-person uh, support groups um, in our community. And there are just all different kinds of things, all different kinds of ways to get involved. If you're an advocate, you can get involved with the Alzheimer's impact movement um, and start to get on to those politicians to do something. So that's what I like. I, I can tell your eyes just lit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. When you got more involved in, uh, from an impact standpoint, is it, it, is it disheartening to see how little our, our, our uh, legislators are doing for on this behalf? Or, or I, is there? I feel like we're actually making some progress. Good. And um, here's another interesting thing about purple is that it's red and blue. And Alzheimer's is a disease that affects everyone, no matter what political party they're a part of, no matter what race, no matter what gender, no matter what, it affects mm-hmm. all of us. And Alzheimer's is one of those things that politicians come together on and I feel like that has given me a little bit of hope that makes me so happy because I firmly believe whether whether you are Democrat Republican you know Tea Party I mean at the end of the day we're all human and we have more in common and it's it's refreshing to hear that our legislators are are on the side of right with trying to find a solution to something that's impacting so many people I mean according to these stats uh, Alzheimer's disease is the most common form of dementia. It is the type of dementia that it impacts the brain, causing problems with memory, thinking, and behavior. Alzheimer's is the sixth leading cause of death in America. Right. It it kills more people than breast cancer um, and other types of cancer. It is, it is just so out there. There mm. are so many people. And, you know, the, the number of people who have the disease Mm -hmm. that doesn't even take into account the number of people who are taking care of them so that number just triples yeah now i know you're not a a doctor i mean i know you wear a lot of hats but you're not a doctor (laughs) but i would love for you to share with people maybe some of the symptoms you know looking back that you saw in maybe your grandparents or your mom um that you would really like to encourage people if they see this to Mm -hmm. make sure they get their loved one to the uh the physician right um, so what 
what we noticed with my mother was um, she was having trouble. Well, there's the telltale sign of the repeating. You know, she would repeat herself. She would say uh, the same thing five minutes after she had previously said it. And when she was starting to do that, I was actually not living in Mobile. I was in Phoenix, Arizona at the time. And so having our usual conversation, you know, just catching up, she would just repeat herself. Um, But she started having trouble uh, focusing at work. She was a teacher. Uh, The students were starting to get confused in class. um, And she, she had never been anxious ever before in her life, never had to go to therapy or take medication for anxiety. And suddenly she was anxious about being at work, going to work, driving around. Um, she started to get cast uh, where she was going. So those are some of the telltale signs of Alzheimer's. And when we started seeing that, you know, we had already been through this before. So we kind of recognized it and we knew this was time to take action and, and see what was going on. Well, and those were similar uh, symptoms that you saw in your other family members as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was almost exactly how my grandmother had started behaving. Is, is Alzheimer's something that's considered hereditary? There are certain, um, and this is, this is why research is so important because there are certain, um, numbers, stats that maybe say that there are, um, there's a hereditary link, uh, but there's also so many societal factors and, you know, environmental factors that could also provide that link. You know, if you grew up in the same home, there, there may have been something in the home. And then does this make you lean more toward doing genetics testing? I have thought about it. Mm-hmm. I have thought about it, and there are definitely pros and there are definitely cons to that. And uh, so far, I'm still on the fence. <laughs> and that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. But it, but but you just coming on and sharing your story is helping people who are listening right now who maybe just receive received a diagnosis, and they have no idea where to turn, what to do, where to go. Locally, uh, what are your recommendations? Well, um, I would definitely recommend people talk to their primary care provider, first of all, and that's what we did first, because there are medical reasons for someone to exhibit these symptoms, and you always want to rule those out first, and that's what we did. Um, And then from there, our primary care, my mother's primary care physician, referred her to a neurologist for further testing. So with all the information that you're gathering, I know you you shared with me that you're a mom. What do you do now as a mom with your young one as to preparing them for the future when it comes to their health? I mean, we try to make as smart choices as we can um, with our busy schedules, you know, eat healthy. And that is a diet is a big factor in brain health. And so we just try to... um, stay away from the fast food as much as we can um, and, you know, just try to focus on that uh, as much as we can. Have you learned that with, with the questions that you've asked doctors and your, and your research that there's a link between, um, you know, the, from a cholesterol standpoint, diabetes, um, fast food? Right, yeah. Diabetes is definitely a big factor um, in brain health. Um, 
from my own personal research, uh, not that my, my mother did not have diabetes necessarily, but mm-hmm. um, she at one point, at various points in her life, had been overweight, borderline obese. Gotcha. Um, so diet definitely seems to have contributed. So let's lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> no, that's that's heavy. Yes, that's, that's very yes. heavy. Let's and I love asking my guests, um, you know, where they're from and which high school did they go to. So I'm from Mobile, uh, born and raised. My parents also were born. I think we go back generations. <laughs> um, I went to McGill Torn Catholic High School. Love that. And then after uh, McGill, where was your next stop? So I went to Spring Hill College to become a teacher, just like my mother. Um, and I decided that wasn't the end. So I went on, uh, had, have danced my whole life. So I went to Florida State University, the Florida State uh, University, <laughs> and I have my MFA in dance. First of all, I love that you had to stop and, and correct yourself and put the, why, why do some universities have to put the, the? I don't know, <laughs> but I do know that in all of the, um, advertisements for our concerts and things that, was very important. <laughs> oh my goodness! And when you were when you were performing in, in uh, you know at that level, where could people see your performances? Um, we performed mainly in our beautiful theater, uh, the Nancy Smith Victor Theater in Montgomery Hall, um, and I mean it was just beautiful, beautiful right. little. I mean little, but very very well maintained theater. I love that. I, mm-hmm. I love being able to have my guests share their background because sometimes people think, well, I'm not sure if I should listen to them or I'm not sure they really understand my journey. But when you know that there's someone local who has gone through what you may be going through now, it helps you to lean in a little bit mm-hmm. and, and learn more about something that's impacting, again, so many people. And I know we've been talking about the walk, and let me just let people know right now that uh, if you want to go to the website, you can go to alz.org org backslash walk and get more information and also on facebook there's a uh, local group that is all about the walk and what when it comes to the walk now have you done the walk before yes so this will be my fifth walk oh um i started we were living in birmingham at the time and i just signed i signed my mom and my dad up and me and we drove down from birmingham and we went to the walk uh five years ago and I was hooked. I just thought it was just a wonderful way because we were all in the thick of it, still wrapping our brains around what was going on with my mom. And it was just the community and the uplifting um, gathering. Uh, just it made it, it gave it a nice community lift, uplifting moment, you mm-hmm. know. Just it was, it was a good uh, a good event to be a part of. So this is your fifth year, and you've got on a team captain shirt. Yes. What does so? What are your responsibilities when it comes to this year? Um. So not only am I a team captain for Team Jenny, that's my mom's name. Um. So I invite people to join my team. Everyone on my team are their close friends or family members uh, of myself and my mom. And I just am like the cheerleader, you know, uh, a really good way to get the word out about your team and your fundraising is to link it with Facebook. And so I've done that. And I just every now and then post 
an update on our walk and usually people plug in and ask how they can help. They either join the team or they donate, you know, a couple dollars here or there. So um, that is my role as a team captain, but I'm also the chairperson of the whole walk. So, oh, yes. and then there's that. Yes, so I am um, the cheerleader for the whole walk. <laughs> yes. Um, you kept that very on the <laughs> down low. That's a big, big deal. Yes. So you're coordinating, helping to coordinate all the movements. Right. So where will the walk be? It will be at Spring Hill College on Dorn Field. Okay. Which is, if you know where the Avenue of the Oaks is, yes. um, it will be right there uh, between the public library and the Avenue of the Oaks. And so part of the walk, will you'll walk down the avenue, you'll see Stewart Field, and you'll walk past uh, St. Joseph's Chapel and through the kind of the older part of um, Spring Hill College and then back to Dornfield. It, it'll be a nice little pretty walk to take take place in so and how long is the walk um it's probably less than two miles it's a very easy easy walk so are people invited that want to bring their strollers and their pets um as far as i'm aware yes strollers and pets are going to be okay okay and then when you know since you're wearing so many um hats what are some of the comments that you're seeing on social media for people who are really just pumped up to participate? Well, um, I know I'm really pumped up. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a Why I Walk Wednesday that we have been doing on our Facebook page, and um, it's it's just a place for people to be able to explain their connection to the disease and why they're taking part in the walk. And so we've seen some uh, pretty exciting comments on there. It's good stuff. And and I think that when people know that they're that the um the monies that are raised are staying local and helping local families makes a difference too. Not that you don't want to help other people, but when right. you know there's a need in your own community, um it, it makes a big deal. So the walk is coming up on Sunday, November 14th. And registration begins at 12 p.m. Right. Do people, can people register um, beforehand? Yes. And actually, it is recommended that you register beforehand. Mm -hmm. And if you have any funds donated, that you go ahead and get that in uh, beforehand because of the the COVID uh, restrictions and we're trying to follow CDC guidelines as much as possible. So the the less interaction we can have, uh, like, Hand to hand, you know, with money and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Um, there will be someone there to collect donations, but all that can be done ahead of time if you register on the Alzheimer's Association website. And then the walk starts at two p.m. And I love the fact that the event is free to the public. Yes, yes. We we want it to, you know, if you want to just show up and you know see what's going on, be a part of that community. Um, just show up, register and come. Uh, You don't have to donate anything. You're not obligated to donate anything. And you can just come and be a part of it. The ceremony that will uh, kick off the walk is, it's a very beautiful ceremony. So it, it takes, um, everyone's connection to Alzheimer's disease and we kind of honor it. And, uh, and there's a little bit of hope in that ceremony too. So when um when when you gather the funds and you realize how much you've raised for that for that year 
how how are those funds distributed? Are they are they going all toward research? Um, how, how how does that work? No, so they're not. It's not all towards research. Um, a good chunk of it will come back to the state of Alabama and to Mobile to support those support groups and um, you know funding for local groups. And I didn't realize this, um, you know, according to this literature that I'm looking at, that um, the state of Alabama has the highest death rate of Alzheimer's disease in the nation. Yes. Yeah. What is there? A, is there a connection, a correlation between? This is where the research is. It's very important, right? right. Because um, we don't know what what's causing that. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be so many things. Well, I, I mean that that leaves you stunned. It, I mean, it is a very staggering. Uh, you know, uh, the six million people in America that have this disease. Right. Ninety six thousand of them are in Alabama. Yes. Does it seem to impact um, more men than women, white or black? So, actually, there are more. It affects women more. Yes, um, and again, they're they're still trying to figure that one out. Um, they've said maybe it's because women typically live longer, and Alzheimer's is a disease that affects the older person more. Mm-hmm. That is the highest risk factor is age. So women who live to be older would necessarily, not necessarily, but, you know, they would probably have dementia. So since we know that this is in your family, from a medical standpoint, are there certain tests that you need to start having earlier? I mean, there are tests that can be done. Mm -hmm. Um, The genetic testing would be one of them to see if, if we have the, it's the APOE4 gene. Um, to see if we have that mutation. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's PET scans that can be done to look at the brain because the brain at my age would be changing and they would be able to see if there were some pre-Alzheimer's indicators. But, you know, not many people are going to won't be wanting to do that. So no, not at all. <laughs> but I mean, again, you wear many hats. I don't know why you didn't go into the medical field. <laughs> well, actually, I'm married to someone in the medical field, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you are that lady. Yes, I mean, serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that helps you with with the questions that you have. Um, you mentioned support groups. Uh, are there are there support groups offhand that you can recommend to those who may uh, need a need a friend need a listening um, ear? I can tell you that my father goes to the Long Goodbye, and it is at the Methodist Church Dolphin Way, um, and he has been going there for a few years, and they have been wonderful. Is he is that class made up of people who have been diagnosed and or their family or it is mainly it's I think just for caregivers for so caregivers. Um, and there are people who have lost a loved one who still go for mm-hmm. support and then there are people like my father who are uh, still caring for someone and I would think as with anything is that when you have to shift your role, role from spouse um, parent plus caregiver. That's taxing, and you need that outlet to really help you understand like what normal is now. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he has leaned on them a lot, and they have they've just been really good for him. Mm-hmm. 
So back to this walk. Yes. Um, how many people do you usually have out there? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the numbers um, because, you know, last year we didn't do it in person. So it was just virtual last year. Well, you did a virtual walk? Yes, we did. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, uh, we so every year at the walk we have um, – I brought well, – they have – these flowers and they turn in the wind mm-hmm. um and you you put a put a stake them in the ground and each color represents your uh connection to the disease and so last year uh, bailey who is our alzheimer's connection she works for the association she shipped me a bunch of those and i and my family stuck them in washington square and we had our own little like you could drive by and see the the flower garden Mm -hmm. and we just my family and I did a little walk around Washington Square and that was our walk last year so that is that is so (laughs) sweet and then did you encourage everyone everyone else to do their own walk and then did they report back in right yeah so there there is an app and people this year if they are not comfortable being in person if they download the app on their phone they can walk virtually oh there's even a virtual flower garden um and you can plant your own flower and write who it's for and choose your color whatever your connection is to the disease and then people can see the virtual flower garden and how do we how do we get to that app is that information on the website it is on the website okay Mm -hmm. and that website is alz.org backslash walk yes what a great idea. Yes. And it allows people, no matter their comfort level, to still be able to recognize those that they love, that they love and lost, and those really in the thick of things. Right. Looking forward, biggest hope from being a part of something so big. Like I this. want people to connect. I want people to know that this is not a disease that we should be ashamed of. Um, I've want people to be able to talk about it and share. It is a very lonely disease for the caregiver, for the person who has it, for the people who love the person who has it. And I feel like we as a society can shift that narrative. And as we're trying to uh, cure the disease, at least make it less lonely. That moves mountains the love and care that you have for bringing awareness and for connecting people to resources and i'm so thankful that you came on and one more time will you please give them the date and time and location okay the mobile bay walked into alzheimer's will be sunday november 14th registration will start at 12 the ceremony and walk will start at 2 and this is all at spring hill college under the avenue of the oaks and one more time, you can go to the website. If you want to do the walk in person, information's there. If you want to do a virtual walk, which I love, 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 information is there. But either way, every step you take will help bring answers to what so many are going through. And we're so appreciative that you came on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are very welcome. Woo! See, the, the, she wears many hats. And all of them are, are going toward positivity. And and bringing love to other people. And for that, you know, you can't beat that. 
All right. So if you want more information, you have the website. Thank you so very much for tuning into this edition to the Community Roundtable. Keep it tuned to the Sound of Mobile station as coming next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.